Welcome to show two of the Online Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Devine. The games I will be reviewing this week are the online board gaming site Days of Wonder and the multiplayer browser-based game Cyber Wars. Uh, Days of Wonder is a board game publisher, and they also have a number of their games that you can play online on their website. It's at daysofwonder.com, and then you click on the play link. And the games they have online are Ticket to Ride Online, Gang of Four, Queen's Necklace, and Fist of Dragonstones. I've played the Ticket to Ride game extensively. It has both the uh, United States and the Ticket to Ride Europe. does not have Ticket to Ride Marklin uh, the last time I looked. The games are Java-based, so you'll need the Java runtime run in order to play them. And, but I've found that they work uh, actually pretty well, all, all things considered. I haven't had any problems with them like I have with some other Java-based games. They've got some good developers over there. Uh, there are tutorials, animated tutorials, for all of the games that teach you how to play. Um, if you don't know some of the games, most people do know Ticket to Ride being a popular game, but the other games, Gang of Four, Queen's Necklace, and Fist of the Dragonstones, are um, are quite good games as well. You don't find ma- as many players there to play against um, as you do in Ticket to Ride. As I'm looking at it right now, there are 55 games of Ticket to Ride, 14 of Gang of Four, 1 of Queen's Necklace, and none of Fist of the Dragonstones. So... It may be difficult to find players for some of those others, but uh, they're around at different times. You'll just have to find out when they are around and uh, get on there to play when people are on there. Ticket to Ride, obviously. Almost any time you go online, you can play. It also has uh, the ability to play against the computer. The AIs are have a set strategy. There are... They have different bot names. There's the long bot that tries to win the game by creating long lines. There's the stupid bot that just does crazy things. There's a uh, a couple of smart ones as well. And it's randomized which bots you get in the game. So when you play, you'll notice that. So anyways, those are the four games available on daysofwonder.com. You can play a limited version of them uh, for free in order to access some of the more advanced features such as being able to create a game and play against the computer. You need to register one of their board games or pay for a game card. Inside all of their board games sold in the stores is a uh, web card number, and they have more than just those uh, games I listed uh, for sale as a board game. Even Memoir 44, Pirate's Cove, Mystery of the Abbey, more than likely the new Cleopatra game that they just brought out, all of them will have little codes in there that'll give you six months or a year of time on their online site. Uh, I don't know if there's any more in development to be played online. Their Ticket to Ride Online is doing quite well. So let's delve into a Ticket to Ride Online game and see how it plays. The interface brings you up with a lobby where you can see the games in progress, the open tables. 
and you can create a game. You can set a game to maximum number of players, a uh, rating called Karma uh, that measures how many people have uh, the lower karma people are the ones who have dropped out of games uh, you start with a karma of three and you can get up to a karma of five most people want to play with a karma of four or five it means that you haven't dropped out of a lot of games and you've been playing for a while and the game then plays pretty much like the board game other than having some nice spots on the board where they turn red, where you have destinations, as opposed to staying the normal peachy color. Uh, the game play, plays exactly like the board game. That whistle is when you, uh, when it's your turn. It whistles at you, though you can turn the sound off if you want to. The other games have similar lobbies where you play the games and play. Uh, the other three are card games, but they work pretty much like the. Uh, actual games and play quite well. So that's uh, daysofwonder.com, the online site. Uh, it's 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 really the place to go to play Ticket to Ride online. You can buy the the CD-ROM version of Ticket to Ride, and when you play the multiplayer version, it takes you to the uh, online version. It's it's pretty much the same. The only difference with the CD-ROM version is uh, you can zoom in, and there are a few minor enhancements that make it a little bit more fun to play. It tells you when you've completed your destinations, for example. It also has the Switzerland map, which hasn't been released anywhere else. So I suggest if you if you like Ticket to Ride, if you want to improve your skill, it's how I improved my skill in Ticket to Ride, to go to daysofwonder.com and log in and play a number of games of Ticket to Ride online. You'll learn strategies uh, if you don't know them all already. And just in general, you can practice so that when you actually do play against people, you can play intelligently. We'll take a short break for a few commercials, and when I come back, we'll review Cyber Wars, a multiplayer online browser-based game in cyberspace. This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com. So you want to play some board games. You call up your friends. Nobody's available, or maybe you just can't get out. So you think, maybe there's some sites I can go to and play with players around the world. But which ones are good? Which ones will have players? You're asking these questions, and you don't know. Well, that's what the Online Gaming Podcast is here to help you with. Just go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or search for us through iTunes. And you can find out reviews of the online board gaming sites, what games are available, how many players are on, and everything else you need to know. Okay, so we're back, and we're going to be talking about Cyber Wars. It's at cyber-wars.com. It'll be in the show notes. This is a relatively simple game that has a somewhat complicated interface. The game is a has a lot of variations. There are there are two different currencies, cyber dollars and websites. There are three different stats that regenerate your energy, your capacity and your intent. 
Then you have your battle statistics, your firewall, which is essentially your hit points and experience that shows you how close you are to your next level. Then you have what they call bus speed, CPU speed, hard drive, hacking, IQ, RAM, and intent skill. There are a number of factors that go together to determine whether you win a battle uh, that you go hacking against other people. Your bus speed determines how many times you connect to attack somebody. CPU speed determines how many times you attempt to attack. RAM determines how much the enemy's attack you block. And hard drive space determines how much damage you do. These can be trained by going to a facility, paying a bunch of money, and using up a lot of your energy statistic to improve each one of these statistics. The most difficult part I found with the game was the learning curve of knowing what does what. And I'm going to explain a little bit of that with you now. In order to get websites, you go on the grid and kind of browse the grid. While you're on the grid, you use capacity. You use 10 capacity each time you search the grid. So if you have 150 capacity, you can search the grid 15 times. Uh, Your energy statistics are used up when you do a number of other actions, such as hacking or studying or improving your uh, statistics in any way. And whenever you're improving your statistics, you're generally using energy. Whenever you're attacking, you're generally using your energy. The last skill, intent, is used for doing jobs. In order to do jobs, first you have to join a corporation and then take the job. Each job has a listing of what it takes to do it. The entry-level jobs take one intent to do, and they give you one-tenth of an intent if you do the job successfully, which is not very easy at the beginning of the game. Once you build up your skill, it becomes much easier. A few of the other things in the game... Um, there's there's software to make your attacks better, hardware to allow you to put more software in and also increases your RAM. There are gangs you can join for the multiplayer aspect, some studying, lottery, a bank. Um, but generally when you get attacked, you don't really lose much of your money. Your win-loss ratio is not affected when someone else attacks you. So far, I haven't seen much of the multiplayer aspect of the game. It seems to be more of a um, you-against-the-computer type game. While I've played it and hacked a number of other players, it seems almost, I don't know, like you're not dealing with other players. They could have been randomly generated NPCs for all that it really matters. It doesn't really give you any good interaction with other players like some of the other uh, browser-based games I've played. There are a couple advanced features that require you to be higher levels as well as their way of getting money. Uh, That is the developers to get cash as opposed to just having ads. um, They have a premium package which a lot of the Uh, larger browser-based games have, and there's nothing wrong with having some way to uh, 
gain yourself some money. What they've done is they give you donator points and you can use donator points to get energy charges. Energy charges are not the same as energy statistics. They're better. <laughs> I think each energy charge is 75 energy, but I can't be sure. You can also get donator days. Each donator day allows you to regenerate energy twice as fast. Your intent is twice as fast. Your max energy is increased to 250 instead of 200. You get ref points, which I'm not sure what those are used for. You get $250,000 of cash and five energy charges for $5. So, uh... There's an advantage to giving them $5 every once in a while to give yourself a leg up. You can also subscribe that will automatically take $5 a month. The game has a learning curve that I didn't really like. It was kind of difficult to figure out where I went to do what. And there are some enhancements that can be done to make it a little bit easier, especially when you go hacking to just give you uh, a list of people in your level. It's very hard in the game to attack people who are above your level, and it's not really worth your time to hack people below your level. There's a lot of different places you can go that just, they're not useful, uh, especially at the beginning of the game, and I think that some of them should just be disabled until you have the ability to go to them. There's hacking PCs or hacking into the bank. Uh, hack a PC is an option that uh, it just hacks into a PayPal account. And see, there was one of my mistakes. I was describing something and I just checked it on their website and realized I'm telling you the wrong thing. Hack a PC is the PayPal account one. The one I'm thinking of is Go Hacking which is where you can hack into someone's computer or a bank or the CIA or the FBI. But in order to do that, you have to be level 10 or level 40 or level 75. This option shouldn't even be there until you've reached those levels. It would make it a lot simpler for the beginners to know where they can and cannot go. Um, the Capacity Scout is another one that requires you to have, I think, a 1,000 or 10,000 websites in order to buy it. And websites this may not seem very difficult to get, but you don't get a lot each time you search the grid. So I've only been able to accumulate maybe a 1,000 at a time. So getting it up to 10,000 will take a, a long time. And until you get there... There's no reason to show you the capacity scout. Things like using ref points, using donator days, some of that stuff, it doesn't need to show if you don't have it. So, I mean, the donator days can be there because there's a donate link right next to it to get you to donate. That's fine, but if you don't have any donator points, I don't think there should be a donator points link because you don't have any. It's little things like that that make it very confusing. Uh, there's little mini-games also on the main menu that I think they should be elsewhere. 
because, again, confusing. The Hall of Fame, the best of the best, certain things like that. I just, they don't seem to be in a nice spot. The grid even was kind of difficult to find uh, initially. Had I not checked the, the tutorial with the game, I never would have figured out where to get websites from. And even after viewing the tutorial, I found it very difficult to figure out what was even used to do the grid. Trial and error helped me figure out how the game played. So, the game is okay, but probably not a game I'm going to play for that much longer. Because it seems very difficult, and it does take a while to get up um, in skill to do many things. Uh, and, I, and I think it's just going a little bit too slowly for the type of game I want, uh, the ty- type of game I enjoy. You regenerate five points every ten minutes, and you can only store 200. So that means after, what would that be, 400 minutes, which is six, seven, seven hours... So you kind of have to play the game every seven hours to use all of your energy. That's a little too often to play a browser-based game. I would prefer something where uh, you could store the energy every... or it would only regenerate every 24 hours to the maximum. That might be too slow for some people. And there's a reason why they allow you to make energy charges that allows you to store your energy above the 200 limit, but still, unless you're logging in and saving those energy charges up every seven hours or so, you're effectively wasting a lot of time in the game. So, uh, again, a little bit too much commitment, not enough game. The equipment, the software, the hardware you can put on kind of your technology advancements are very limited. There's nothing uh, that kind of breaks the mold. It gives you better attack. It gives you better defense. It allows you to attack faster. It allows you to do more damage. Uh, Nothing really breaking the mold there. So the game, I think, needs uh, a lot of improvement in order to make it a a mainstay um, for a multiplayer browser-based game. So that's my review of Cyber Wars, which can be found at www.cyber-wars.com. Next week's show, which will actually be on July 4th, I'm going to actually record it early, but I will upload it July 4th, and we will be talking about boardgamegeek.com and their online games they have. I believe they have Euphrates and Tigris, or Tigris and Euphrates, and the multiplayer online browser-based game will be Travion, which seems to be a a fantasy-based game. So with that, I will talk to you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's online gaming podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, please go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or email kdivine at yahoo.com.